Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. You're traveling through a drift dimension, a dimension not only of stats and dice, but of role play. A journey into a wondrous podcast whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the cosmic twilight zone. This is your sterling GM Patrick here and joining me in morality tales and twist endings are my five black and white friends and your players. To my far left, there's something on the wing, something. Why, it's Jabert jabbering away as Jamfram. Oh, that's me. Across the digital table for me, a creepy doll with lifeless eyes. It smiles, making believe as redacted. Good evening. To my right, it's not fair. He had time now to roll all the natural 20s. Now he makes his own time. It's Tyler talking as Praetor. I'm unstoppable this season. Praetor? I say, I call him, I I call him Praetor, but. Like you're praying to the deer. Got it. To my immediate left. He has a normal face, but spoilers. Everyone else looks like a monster. We have Drew dying to play Zillix Thel. That's a feeling I get most days. And across from him, she rolled a crit to send the enemy to the great cornfield in the sky. It's none other than Rebecca Rowanus, Asher and Sky. I feel like I'm writing Tower of Terror. <laughs> I wish I were writing Tower of Terror. I, I just realized in, in your intro, I, I rhymed sky with sky. <laughs> Good job. Good job. All right. That, that works, right? Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, how are you? Hey. Um, so what's uh, this is a pretty sweet planet you got here. Does uh, some homebrew <laughs> you uh, you make this one up all by yourself? I had this idea, like I said, like a year ago, and I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't even explain this to my wife, my confidant, because there was so much backstory I did, oh, I'd have to explain beforehand. But yeah, I, I came up with this idea to change Horizons of the Vast a little while ago, and it just fits so well with some of the cosmic crit mysteries and stories that I want to tell this season. So I, I've been hyping it up to you guys a little bit by saying this season's wow factor is going to go up by like 3000% some, <laughs> somewhere in there. But wow. I, I forgot to mention, we talked to about it last week. Uh, Drew and Miles have never really played Pathfinder before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, everyone was confused. oohing and on, and Drew and I were like, no idea. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious because it's like the gap in Starfinder has had its a real life effect on you. <laughs> you guys are like, Valerion, what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, your players are also are like, what? What is this planet? <laughs> Meanwhile, the two most experienced Pathfinder players made Pathfinder characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, not was, I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, Patrick, can I be a knight of old Galarian? And he's like, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should mention, yeah, you guys came up with those ideas. I did not coach you in any way, shape or form. I don't oh. think uh, to to go with that, but I, I think I did once. <laughs> you're like, can I be just like a knight character? I was like, Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this Perfectly was, uh, fine. And this character for me has something I made a while ago, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't a precog at the time. But you know, it was a it precog. Was a, I don't think they existed. <laughs> I don't think they existed either. And I said, "Oh, Patrick, this would be a cool idea for a character." And Patrick, Patrick, just like hold on to that thought. <laughs> yeah, I forget, I forget if you're talking about this for season two or three, but maybe it was three and you're thinking about yeah. making Pradeer a 
operative and then two other people made operatives. I was like, no, no more. <laughs> uh, guys, are you excited to get back into it and talk about our little bit of cliffhanger last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Too bad. Because no. <laughs> this season on Cosmic Crit, we're doing last time on once more. Our little recaps. But like every season, we're doing them a little bit differently. I want to continue to do kind of little story recaps like our prior seasons. But yeah, doing it just a little different than what we've done before. My original idea and, you know, if my actual idea fails, we might go back to this. My original idea is we all say something that happened in the previous episode in verse like you have the rhyme with the person before you oh, <laughs> oh absolutely it not so hard it absolutely does doesn't not. it it does no, I, that, that the last time you made tyler rhyme on this show he almost quit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that, man that was the <laughs> that was a bitter that was a bitter episode <laughs> <laughs> i forgot all about that oh. i'd scrubbed it from my brain and i was a happier person for it <laughs> <laughs> so that that was my original idea and then i was like Every, I mean, everyone but the fans will will hate that. So I've got another one, a different. I had a backup last time on, and I'm going to do the recap myself, 100% from top to bottom. But you guys know me. I have my memory. It's a little foggy. It, I'm a little out there. So each of my recaps are going to have a couple things that are incorrect about them. And all you have to do in three guesses is get two of them correct it you have to point out what's wrong and correct the error and if you do that you get a single episode re-roll as a team that someone can take but if you get none of them then i get a re-roll so you get nothing correct oh Does boy that, that sounds so right there, there, there are two things incorrect is that right they, you have to get two correct there could be three there could be okay. four that there could the be a whole thing could be wrong i mean right <laughs> yeah i, mean, I I'm in writing fairness, recap. Patrick might make a lot of mistakes. So. I was about to say, I'm writing a recap, and if you <laughs> catch something that I did not in the recap, then you very well can uh, can get a, a, an extra bonus point. But all you need is two, so if you get to two and three guesses, same rules apply. You can't guess more than once yourself as a team. It's complicated. <laughs> it's so complicated, but it's going to go by quickly because last time on Cosmic Crit... The crew of the Compint Star Settler starship, the Burning Dawn, gathered on the deck to start their shift. Jamp showed up first, followed by Asher and Sky, and uh, soon an alarm in the engine room alerted three of the other crew members that there was something attacking the engine. Armed with weapons and armors, the five of you met a rift, a type of protean who wanted to eat engine parts, and you guys beat them in combat. And after the fight, uh, you guys dropped out of drift travel. You all made it to your ultimate destination. The planet Galerion? Question mark? So, Patrick, was there supposed to be something not right in that? Yeah, that all sounded right to me. Yeah. There's several things not right with it. Patrick. You don't know how to do this. You don't, you don't know. You don't have the, the, the insight into our brains to know how to pick these things. Well, you, you have... I would say about 30 seconds to, to throw some guesses out here. I've also, I'm going to, I copy and pasted this into the camera. So you can, you can look I, at what I'm saying. I, too. I think he wasn't a rift. I think it was some other sort of thing, but I, I have I written down dragon tail. It's a protean rifty, rift, riffy, rifty. I don't know. I can't read my writing. Is that your That's guess? That's what I wrote down. 
Yeah, it can be one of them. Yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds like a like a, a real thing. It is not a rift, but a rifty. You are correct, Rebecca. Oh, oh nice. Oh, teamwork. Hey, hey. So at this point, you just need one more thing incorrect, and bingo bango, you've got a episode re-roll. I think the name of the ship we're on is wrong, but I actually don't know what the name of the ship is. Yeah, I felt mm. the same way, but I didn't write that down, so... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh... So do we have oh, to make well, the correct? I did, I did, I did write it down. It's yeah. Wilds of the Drift is what I wrote down. Okay, well, you've already guessed, so nothing... It's the Wilds of the Drift, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> that is wildly incorrect. <laughs> oh, <so> that's a <laughs> guess as well. <laughs> but yeah, if... If you guys want this, if Drew, so, <laughs> Tyler, wait, wait, or Miles so want to guess. I, let me get this straight. We have to not only say what was right, but we or what was wrong, but we also have to correct it. Correct. Yeah. That's awful. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you, Tyler, <laughs> I'm not Drew, going to. Looks like it's up to you. Uh, your, your friends have maybe pointed the way that is the ship named the Burning Dawn or something else. Um, it's the Burnished Dawn. Drew Googled it. No, no points. It's on my, no it's points. On my, it's on my notes. <laughs> I, I need a screenshot of your notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's bringing out his camera. He's calling my bluff. <laughs> oh, Drew, if you took these notes, I think you should just get the re-roll, right? <laughs> you or Rebecca? It took We're me waiting so, it for took confirmation. Me, took me so long because I was... Uh, can I... Can I also get on a technicality that when we dropped out of the drift, we didn't arrive at the planet Galerion, but actually at a moon. We were on the other side of the moon, and then we had to actually travel okay. through space to get to the planet Galerion. We watched the planet rise. Not Can one I that I, not one that I wrote down, but that's a good example of uh, some some <laughs> rules lawyering I might allow in the future. <laughs> the other ones that I wrote down were it, it technically wasn't attacking the engine; it was attacking the power core. And uh, yeah, no, Drew wrote down a couple things. <laughs> that, it, was, it was not my most note-filled episode. <laughs> I'm just looking <laughs> at your notes from previous episodes. <laughs> Fight! Fight! <laughs> you it's over! over. <laughs> um, right, so re-roll this episode. You got to use it or you lose it. Uh, what was... Oh, the other thing is it, it didn't want to eat engine parts. It wanted to sleep in the engine. Which... Mm. Very different from eating the engine. Yeah. Just a quick reminder: we are doing as well book rerolls this year again, and I was thinking of basically making them work the same, but allowing you guys to reroll a natural one. But if you do take a result worse, if that makes sense, so you can still roll a, a so, sort of like confirming a critical fail sort of thing. Yeah. So if you want to uh, reroll that one, you have to hit a, a critical hit. Then to change it to, to hit. hit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, besides that, you got a, a, a re-roll just for this episode. And let's get back into it, because indeed, you all are, are back here on the bridge of the burnished dawn. <laughs> and the ship's computer is telling you indeed that the lost planet of Galerion is beneath you guys, not this Waydana 4 that the moon giants had scanned many, many years ago. There's a, a scan of a partial ancient map that used to be blank as part of the gap, but now seems to sh show very similar coastlines and mountains of the planet. Some of the faded squiggly writing begins to take common letters. You see locations like the Inner Sea, Five Kings Mountains, Verderon Forest, and 
like I said, this all seems impossible, question mark. I have in my notes. The gap wiped all memories of this planet. Maybe like a, a few names followed through generations that maybe were connected to Galerion, but every memory of this planet was wiped from the entirety of existence, the entire universe at the very least. And supposedly all this time, it's just been sitting out here on the edge of the galaxy. What? What, what about those of us who aren't from this universe? Well, you, you think you're from another galaxy or? <laughs> well, so planet? from what I've, I've, I, me as a player has ascertained about the grazes, they are from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you, you probably understand that the gap seems to be centered around the, the packed worlds and perhaps mm. the the loss of whatever that planet was. But yeah, now the, the information banks here of your computer seem to be kind of flooding with bits and bobs of pieces that uh, are coming back. Ezrin Shire, your colony advisor, says, well, that doesn't seem right. That's just plain odd, actually. The computer says this is a match for a planet just up until a few minutes ago. It had no record of no idea what it looked like. Is this Galerion? And is this all there is to it? it I mean, it looks like any other planet I've seen. It's it's blue. It's green. What's all the fuss about? What are you guys? I'd like, is, I'd like, uh, I'd like to point out that not all planets are blue and green. It's actually pretty rare for there to be this lush sort of environment, <laughs> Patrick. And okay. also this commander or captain or whatever. Sorry. Yeah, Mr. Shire. Yeah, Captain Shire. You take it back. This is a fancy planet. Okay, I'm gonna sorry. Go live on it. I'm gonna go live on it now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, what? What are your characters' reactions? I, I guess we got your player reactions a little bit last week. But wait, how do your characters take this this odd news? Because I mean, the bridge is kind of chaos right now. People are like, "What? What does that mean?" Blah, 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 blah. I, can we table talk for a second. Like, I'm trying to understand. Like, how long ago was the gap? Like. Mm-hmm. Are we talking like this is like us forgetting that the Roman Empire existed, or is it? More yeah, that's a great question. Close to close to us than that. Uh, the gap was three. The gap ended three hundred twenty-three years ago, and was m- millennia long. It's probably at least thousands and thousands of years long. A time period where nobody remembers anything about Galerion. Nobody remembers anything about the planet. And in that time, the planet disappeared. Okay. So, but I mean, minimum 350 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. so we're several generations past the, yeah. the gap at this point, right? I mean, like, yeah. No, no, nobody would like remember it themselves, but like, right. I mean, there, there are very long lived species. I guess there are, there are elves and stuff. elves. Now, now, like, but, yeah, but bone sages, undead. There but again, the gap always some... confuses me. We just don't, if, assuming someone lived that long, they would remember the time before the gap and the time after the gap, but none of the time of the gap. They would remember nothing in that time, I think, related to anything having to do with Galerion. I don't know if it's like a full mind wipe, but yeah, people just came out of it. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like memory loss, you know, com- complete memory loss. So people did come out of the gap, you know, just like living their lives. So it wasn't like mm. society broke down at, at that point. They uh, they just didn't remember <laughs> imagine, what was before. I imagine somebody like, you know, 
flying a freighter and being just like, I don't know how any of this works. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like in a rare moment, Redacted would be very excited about just the possibilities of what's happening right now. I mean, this is one of the biggest mysteries in the universe. Well, the biggest even for Redacted's, you know, species and stuff, just the the ability to make people forget something. (laughs) I mean, again, from the many abduction stories and stuff, that is something that lines up with Redacted's, you know, people's M.O. I I think that Redacted would be very, very curious. And honestly, for the first time, really intensely interested in what's going on. The Greys did the gap. <laughs> that's that's the end of this season. <laughs> you, heard, you heard about Bush did 9-11? Greys did the gap. Uh, I guys, mean, Redacted would be curious if if other Greys were involved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you guys make me, while you're looking at the computer readouts here, either physical science or computers or culture check as you're you're looking over these scans, the, the feedouts, the, the live scans of the planet as you're getting closer and closer. You said you said which which could we roll? Physical science, culture, computers check to analyze data. Oh, computers. That's a 21. Okay, we got a good roll from Raider Tyler. I'm just not used to it. I'm so not used to seeing these these numbers on skill checks. <laughs> <laughs> and also a good good dice roll here. You rolled an 18. I rolled an 18. I don't know. <clears throat> it looks I told you I'm unstoppable this season. The <laughs> uh, season five is Revenge of Tyler. Yeah. Redacted. It seems like these live scans as you're, you're you, you move in closer to planet, you're picking up no large settlements, no structures of any kind on on the planet. So it's not picking up anything, you know, city or modern construction scale wise. So it does look completely empty down below. And then I think as you're examining the maps, Pradier and the comparing them to the scans, it, they don't seem complete. You know, the computer is is saying it's like a 97% match, but it's definitely not 100%. This is an old map, but likely, you know, it was made way before maybe satellites or computer technology. Maybe that accounts for it. But I mean, to the naked eye, you're looking at both and it looks one to one. We talked a little bit about it off air. There are nine total charter settlements that are in this first wave of colonization on these these couple of large central land masses. And Ezrand Shire, as you guys are, are talking, says, um, well, it looks like we weren't as lucky as I, I thought we were. We just got to communicate from some of the other settlement ships, the Compent Star Settlers. Looks like five of them have already shown up and, and laid claim to some of the spots themselves. We've at least managed to beat a, a few of the other ships here, but not by much. By the charter's guidelines, it looks like we got to give them about 200 mile wide berth for, for claiming purposes. So let, let me bring up the map here and, and we'll see what we still have to work with. And indeed, as I mentioned last week, the map we're working with is that of Havistan and uh, Garund for the folks that know Pathfinder. And a lot of places have already been claimed by some of the the charters here, including 
Assyrian, what was kind of like the Egyptian lands of the inner sea, as well as the Mwangi Expanse, and a few in Avestan, a, a very similar kind of landmass, uh, I guess comparable to Europe in, in this instance, where the, the far north has been claimed, I guess an area that would be closer to Spain has been claimed, Old Cheliacs, and then kind of a central region around a, a very large lake. You guys talked a little bit about before the show, but where would you like to 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 have your 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 charter, your settlement start? I, well, I, I personally like the idea of being near, you know, water that we can hopefully open some trade routes, be able to communicate with other settlements and things of that nature. So rivers, for instance. <laughs> yep. Which would make Luckily, the river are... kingdoms a good choice, I think. River Kingdoms is where Kingmaker literally took place. So that is uh, that is an option. <clears throat> Just so folks at home know maybe what you're turning down. There's there's places open where ancient Taldor used to be. Verisia. I guess Ramadum is still open if you want to have like a desert uh, colony. But the River Kingdoms and to the north here is free. Uh, a couple of your your nearest settlement allies or other charters are in the, the realm of the mammoth lords. And, and like I said, around Lake and Carthen, as you're, you're picking out some spots here, the, the burnished on is doing some more deep scans and it shows that a, a, a massive low pressure system and, and maybe a, a day or so worth of rainstorms have, has recently swept through this, this part of Galerion. Ezrin Shire kind of taps his crutches against the computer monitor in front of you and says, uh, well, th this area looks like a great place for a new home, huh? Well, I I've correlated some of this, this survey data here, and we got a couple of great places for our initial settlement. Mind you, we can we can branch out from here and, and build some more down the line. But um, there, there are three right now that we can choose for our first. And the final choice is going to be your guys's. You seem to impress Mr. Quindar and Feldspar so much back on Absalom Station. Uh, you're the point team on the ground for now, folks. So until we can maybe organize a local election, you guys are, are making some of these these big choices for for Tyrell Holdings. There are three sites going on the map that he he puts in, in front of you, this holographic map. He continues and says, uh, here at the forest's edge, it's going to be a lot of timber, a lot of game but maybe not a lot of easy access to minerals here along the the rivers or lakes edge you're gonna have a lot of access to to minerals and fish along the the banks but it's gonna be far from the timber and then over here in the mountain areas you're gonna have a lot of mineral deposits but you could be short on other resources so everyone is really itching to get started and and, and get offloading where would you like our, our first city to be Sorry, did we decide on the River Kingdoms? Like, I mean, no one, no one said anything else about it, so I figure uh, that's where you want to go. So, is that here? Is that where we are? Nope, where the white is. Yeah, like over it's on the, the map, over the. Okay. East. You have an alternative suggestion? I'm just no, no, no. I, I just, I, I don't know this, this area. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where we River were. River Kingdoms, Numeria means nothing to Druid Miles. 
I mean, it, it means little to me. I haven't spent any time in those areas. Zillix looks at that and, and for some reason gets a little itch about Taldor being so close to to the ocean and mountains and as well mm-hmm. as getting access to a river to do any kind of trade up to anyone else that might settle in the river kingdoms. Definitely a little colder up there. You're you're closer to the, the far north, but I guess for, for those of you who don't know, the kind of the inner sea area here in the middle of the map is is kind of like the Mediterranean, I guess, closer in, in, in climate. Well, that'd certainly be more comfortable for, for Zillix, but but he, he but if he, he senses that no one seems to agree with him, he will back down pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I, want to I guess mean, I, I do think it would be to a vote. nice to be near Absalom as well. It's um, kind of cute. Patrick, as uh, the Galarian is coming back into focus, is it possible that any old stories or whatever? I mean, I guess no one's been, no one's told those stories for a long time, so no one would know those stories. But I think are there any like, like, like legends or something that might help us sort of guide guide us to a uh, an interesting area? Yeah, I think what you know, one of my favorite books, by the way, is is a book called Tagana. You guys, have you yeah, ever yeah. heard of Tagamba? Guy Gavril, Gavril K. And the, the main conceit of that is a wizard like destroys this nation and makes everyone that lived in it forget the name of, of the nation and, and sent them like to the winds, you know, basically made everyone leave and, and go to other nations. And only certain people could like, rem- I, I guess when you try to say the name of the place to, to people outside of Tagana, it, it sounds like you're, you're saying gobbledygook mm-hmm. reminds me a little bit of, of the gap here. I think legends are the only thing that has persisted from the gap because there's organizations like the Knights of Galerion, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they just didn't know that's what they were, you know, based on that's those stories of, of chivalry perhaps have, have lasted, but yeah, the, the the tales are definitely there were there were knights and there were kingdoms all over ancient homelands for for these peoples mm-hmm. and a lot of the wow what are, what are they called in, in Starfinder the 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 races of old Galarian like elves and dwarves and things like that the they're not noble races <laughs> <laughs> what are they called in the Starfinder legacy like oh, yeah, I think, I think that, are they legacy I think races legacy Leg- legacy peoples they all have like their own traditions and things like that of of the the ancient world some of those continued on like the elves on to castravel and uh and i'm sure the dwarves also got out into space at some point but well, if we you want to try to roll season one yeah if you want to try to roll a a culture check to see if i mean there's any information that has trickled through maybe to help you make a decision here you can I'm sorry, can you run that past me again? Is if anyone wants to roll culture to see if there's some bit of oh. tradition you can remember that might guide your, your way? Yeah, I'll do my level best, but I have a minus one to that. So, Crater, uh. <laughs> I think uh. you're, you're very learned. You, you, you've studied many a books, it looks like. I mean, as far as like a, a colony goes, it might be beneficial to try to be like in the middle of things. You know, if that makes yeah. any sense, but legend wise, there's not like a ton to to guide your your hand here. Perhaps connecting that with is it Zilix? Zilix? Yes. 
Zilix's statement, uh, you'll say, I would also support using the region Zilix has mentioned, its central location, and access to resources that are in closer proximity would be of benefit to us growing early our settlement. Wait, and what what are you suggesting? What area? Taldor. Uh, Taldor. Just, the... yeah, oh, so like, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, the essentially we would be I would I would kind of like yeah, bingo, right. bingo. Yep. So we would have the Five it's... Kings Mountains, we would have the Inner Sea access. There are several rivers there, you know. We're we're in the middle. We're kind of we're we're in the middle of the north south kind of, but uh, mm-hmm. deep inland from like the the major seas and oceans. Well, yeah, we're that's fl- we're we're flanking another settlement with the northernmost settlement, so we get a you, bonus to attack them. You can <laughs> make that choice still if you want to be on the sea, or if you want to be near one of these these mountains, these huge mountains, or in the the middle of the Verdurin Forest. What would you like to do there? Maybe a city could be like right here at like sort of the mouth of that river. We may mm-hmm. not be able to do that with it overlapping. The other, the the other uh, civilization. No, anywhere really yeah, within Patrick, this. Are you, are you, are you area. just asking us for the uh, for the biome we want to start in right now? <laughs> yeah. So basically, where you want the first city to be. This entire area is like the charters, like where you can grow out to and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, based based on where you pick and and the site, I'm going to drill down and make another map <laughs> after gotcha. this after we're done for further adventures. So. I I will say, obviously, because this is not part of the actual AP, mechanically, this will not have as as much, you know, impact. So, like, don't fret a lot on the the designs on on this map. But thematically and story-wise, I'm sure it will have a a lot of impact, you know, if you decide you want to be, like I said, in in the desert as opposed to in, like, the River Kingdoms or or what happened. Pradier being Elven would vote for forest if, if you forest seems like a good option for both industry and for survivability so and you can and you can make settlements are, after are we know, now looking here yeah yes. it looks like looks like the middle of Taldor and, and Doran those mountains area. might also provide a barrier if we you know yeah, feel like attacked, we need yeah. some I might suggest us scooching up just a tad like yeah so that we have like access to this series of rivers here that go into the lake so that we have we have kind of both the northwest and the south kind of at our disposable at our disposal yeah yeah well that that's fine as well uh, if i'm hearing you guys right a actually like where this kind of dot is located in the the forest would would uh, be where you want to start works for me sure. sounds good uh, i i think but, drew would say closer to the ocean but uh mm-hmm. But Zilix, you're probably more comfortable around trees. Yeah, yeah, potential swamps. The only thing I was going to say, if you had picked the Verigia as your starting point, I'd be like, oh, well, you guys got to pick Sandpoint as your, yeah. you got to pick the <laughs> sea location just thematically. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, for some reason, you get the inspiration to call this Point Sand. Point <laughs> New Point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Redacted considers, considers all this 
extremely primitive so like it doesn't matter <laughs> who cares <laughs> so now that you pick that i mean all these will have different effects once we start building out the settlement hexes which it's not gonna be this episode but uh in in the future so th- this is just some of the final steps to setting up your guys's charter which we started back in episode zero <laughs> that hasn't happened yet and the other sites like i said now the the mountain and the seaside you can ex- expand out to expand expansion out to and I'll, I'll make that map in the future right over the next few hours the burnished dawn begins its controlled descent to the planet's surface and you watch as thick layers of, of atmosphere roll by the the upper echelons of, of clouds and, and things like that you see emerald fields vast mountains and a, a huge ocean pass underneath before you come across this this wide land mass they travel over for better part of half hour in this time you guys can take a 10 minute rest of course and the the ship's doctor slash holy man the asharan Laoshi, will see to your wounds anyone that's got hp damage so don't need to worry about that too much. But uh, after after a while, you can come back up to the bridge and Ezran calls out, uh, uh, we're, we're going to activate the landing pro- protocol Alpha. And you watch as the, the ship starts to find its landing zone, uh, a wide area amongst this great forest. And a mostly automated procedure begins where piece by piece, the ship itself kind of unloads the different cargo bays across a, a wide landing zone. And as this happens, the the starship itself disassembles into kind of frameworks that are going to start the, the settlement into prefabricated buildings. The, uh, the vessel's bridge is the only thing that's left after about 20 minutes or so of this process. And it turns into a, a single-use shuttlecraft during that process so kind of like the saucer separation but a lot boxier (laughs) it it reminds me of uh when you said that i just thought new construction options like it's a it's a command and conquer (laughs) mcv oh yeah you gotta you gotta get some more resources first you gotta gotta send (laughs) some settlers out to uh, go chop wood (laughs) for a while but yeah this deck of of the ship is going to serve as your guys's lodgings at least for the first foreseeable future while after you touch down uh right and indeed there's a flurry of activity as as everyone begins to offload supplies and things like that and you can take in your your landing site a, a majestic line of, of verdant trees stretching around you stretching east to west and in the the west Huge mountains tower in the distance, and and uh, I don't know if you'd be able to see the sea from here, but perhaps the the river cutting through the the, the giant forest. As you guys are are putting the ship down and, and stepping onto terra firma for the first time in months, maybe years for some of your characters. Any anybody have anything they want to say to mark the occasion? Tell the ship she was a good dog before I put her down. 
and uh, and then I cried. Put her down. I said, "Papa, don't don't make me put old Yeller down." That was the name of the ship, Old Yeller. Are you we destroying the the computer's AI? You're like you're, you're you've done everything you needed to do. That's right. You brought us here safely, and now you 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 bought you you got bit by a coyote or something. I, it's yeah. been a long time. Season four, anyway, we, gave, we we gave sentience to an AI, and season five, we we old yeller one down to size, <laughs> taking it taking it with us. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I think, I think Jamfrom steps out into the the. Is it fresh air? Oh yeah, oh yeah, freshest air. It, I mean, uh, these it's, trees it's, have been it's dewy, pine scenting for a long time. Oh, it smells great. I mean, it smells heavenly. You know, oh like man, nothing I you've ever a, smelled before. I take a big deep breath and i i think i think this this might be we might be able to call this place homes pretty soon <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys can all unload is there anything you want to do first while while setting up your, your new home here uh i'll i'll create a perimeter and and keep guard uh, i think asher would asher would uh take some time to take in the beauty of of their surroundings and Perhaps perform a ritual dance to bless this new land that we are now colonizing. In front of other folks, or just like sure. a private affair? Okay, we're just right in the middle of, right underneath <laughs> it's not, the it's not that kind of a dance. Come on, <laughs> I didn't know if people were allowed to see this, or you have to snap someone's neck if they sneak a peek at the, the forbidden no. dance. No, <laughs> no one has seen my forbidden trade. dance. How dare you! <laughs> How dare you? Uh, what about what about Redacted? Do you do anything in particular when you when you get off the ship? I think Redacted is most likely going to expand the exploration buggy bloop, 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 bloop. and kind of it's gotta work around. Like, it's got to work like a transformer, right? Right. It has to. Uh, yeah. Uh, We're going right. to get sued well, by Hasbro if we use that sound effect, though. <laughs> I don't think that's what the Transformers sound like. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like someone. Now, now I just want to dub over Transformers with Patrick's is, sound effects. The resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> uh, right. As, as you're cruising, you're dancing, you're setting a perimeter here. There's there's some rumbling before you is all. Too? There is a sound coming from all over the camp as beneath your feet. A huge bug pops its head out of the dirt and click clacks its large mandibles before burrowing back down. Oh, no, the swarm got here first. And then another half dozen or so of these things emerge from the ground and the, the crew's human botanist on the other side of camp calls out, they're attacking us. Everyone run and save yourself. It's going to take us to a, a fun little new map here. Yep. And... Just for fun, I'm going to open up the initiative turn order and ask for you guys to roll initiative, please. Oh, that's my character on the map. <laughs> There's so many. Yes, yeah, so you got a lot of NPCs here and a lot of bad guys, too. Here's uh, here's the little things that pop out of the ground. Here's their art. Gross. Those look like, they kind of remind me of ru the rust. Rust. Monster. Oh, gosh. Oh, rust monster. Yeah, they don't really have clackers. I don't know how to explain that. They have, they have long claws and look like Guy. little gross tendrils <laughs> so maybe they're clacking their their claws as they they come up for for air i can't on my icon i've got you in the vehicle in your buggy. oh okay <laughs> there we are sorry <laughs> i mean yeah feel free to oh, oh no right. 
Natural. Starting the, starting this campaign off right. <laughs> Natural one. Hey, you've got you've got an episode re-roll. One person does. You can use it. You can give Redacted the chance to <laughs> to come back instead if you'd like. Nah, we're good. Okay, well, I'm just saying it doesn't happen. Doesn't carry over. So make sure to use it. Someone should. I mean, I, I don't think we should use it on initiative checks. All right, well, let's see what happens here when I roll into the initiative turn order like this. Like this, a public roll. You guys can see, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, but first up, perhaps because you set watch is a jam from the mighty. All oh, right. Jabert. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so the colonists are fleeing uh, behind us. Okay, good. Yeah. Some, uh, some I, ran away. I say, I say step back, Veach Veach. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And um I will see. I mean I kinda wanna like got a couple off to the side here, probably within range, right? Yeah, I kinda like I kinda wanna just hold the line here and uh mm-hmm. and ready in action. Okay. Um and I'll I'll uh, stand in front of my allies and also in front of my compatriots and fellow colonists and I'll say I'll say stand back I'll handle this and I raise my sword high uh, I will strike them down if they come near me well I, I should say before you you take any move action mm-hmm. if you do want to just ready anyone can also take a move action to try and inspire or intimidate some of the colonists um, around you to take action as well they could they they you know some of them have pistols and things like that so right uh, now most of them are are cowering behind some crates ah uh, that's that's a good idea that's a that's a better idea i'll say if you want this land you must defend it it's, don't forget what i said before don't stand there running away and things <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool if you could help out for once. <laughs> that's okay. That's I mean, so it's so I did roll a four, but uh there's something very wrong with roll twenty right now. Um because it's just not adding the it's just not ad- adding uh, oh, you, bonuses. You, you don't have just a plus one? No, I have a plus three. Uh, it's like it's not adding any miscellaneous bonuses, which is frustrating. Okay. So. Well, I, I will say that it's still not enough as they're like, what are you talking about? You guys have yeah. much better weapons and armor than us. I don't know who's it's saying that. <laughs> now, that. I got Veach Veach in response to you. It's like, no, you kill them. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Understood. And I ready in action. And Prathier is next, Tyler. You're right behind Jamfrom. Can like? anybody try to intimidate these fools? Or is it just... Oh yeah, no. On on your turn, if you want to take a, a move action, it's diplomacy or intimidate. Either other one's fine. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me just. Oh, move action, huh? That's unfortunate. Is it? <laughs> yeah, cause I also have a spell I want to cast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, usually a standard action, though. Okay. Yeah, but it's its range is close, so I don't I don't know if this one. That's only twenty five feet. And I think this one's 30 feet away. But that's okay. I will spend a move action to try and which one's better. Oh, well, intimidate's better. So I'm going to try to intimidate them into action. Okay. And boy, you know, Patrick, what? I'd, uh, I'd love to roll a dice for you, but I don't think I will. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm just going to take a 13 result and add seven to it to make a 20. 
where, where's the 13 coming from? It seems like you're pulling that out of thin air. Yeah, uh, this is this is kind of one of those precog abilities. Well, why don't you sh- share it with the class, Tyler? <laughs> so I get a number of paradoxes every day, and I roll a certain number of d20 at the start of every day. Mm-hmm. And I just, whatever the results those are, they're just banked. And then I can use those banked rolls in place of certain other things. At level one, and then at level one, I can use it in, I can use them instead of an ability score check or a caster level check. Or more importantly, in a, I can use it in place of a d20 roll that is associated with my anchor's focal paradox. Oh, and that is and my anchor's focal paradox is both diplomacy. I think it's, I think, I can't remember if it's bluff or intimidate mm-hmm. or diplomacy and intimidate. When did you roll these dice? <laughs> it looks like you're looking at a piece of paper in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down I, uh, last week. It's the same day. It's the same day in game. So I rolled them last week and it was, and I wrote them down. It was 13, 3, and 10. So I could choose either one of the, any of those. And, uh, you know, because my anchor is memory echoes, my focal paradox is diplomacy and intimidate. That's what it is. Just looking back through the chat, and it looks like you rolled three d twenty at one point. Yeah, and the the results were uh, very close. Maybe a little bit better and worse. Ten, eleven, and twelve were, were those the dice yeah. rolls? Yes, they were. Except I used the eleven, and oh, okay. once and so once per day when I use one of my paradoxes especially if it is in regards to my anchor, I get to immediately re-roll a paradox and add it. So I used the 11 and I re-rolled it. Okay. All right. I believe you. I just need to, we, we all need to work through paradox and pre Paradoxes. Paradox is a hot mess. Anyway, so the it's result great. of the roll would be a 19. Okay. Well, that is a success on, wait, which were you doing? Diplomacy or intimidate? Intimidate. That is a success. Uh, you've got some NPCs around you. Who do you want to uh, <laughs> call out to to try and help you out? Uh, let's call out to Lydia and Kells. And I don't know who Stamp Panatol is, but Stamp. I, I was about to say, cool. I, I need to like look at all these people I've put on the map. I don't see a Lydia. <laughs> so. Melidia. Oh, oh, yes. I guess that's Melidia. Um, right. Well, well, we'll just pick one of those out. If, if you're pointing out for for her to take a shot, she musters up some some gumption here, indeed, to pull a pistol out and and take a shot. Would you like to roll a d20 for this attack? She's got a laser pistol. Oh boy, sure. Hey, you know what? I take it back. What'd you get? An eight. Uh, Malia scores a hit. Oh! <laughs> she says, these things won't take our land when we've just landed. She's a, an engineer for the, the the ship. And yeah, I think even with a, a little bit of a negative here from a range increment, do, do you want to just have her shoot the one that's closest here? Yes. Okay. Roll me a D4. I guess these aren't laser pistols. These are just like... Two. Okay, so yeah, this one, a bullet rips through its carapace, takes a couple points of damage. What would you like to do with your standard action, Tyler? I don't think, I'm not in range, so I don't really want to move. Pull out one of your many weapons. I have no weapon. Oh, no. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, I have I have no armor, no weapons. Uh, I'm just it, it I'm is just, just an elf in some clothes. It is just a move action, so I guess you can use your standard to do it again. I don't think uh, there's anything. Other, I mean, there's a ton of settlers here. If you want to try to get okay. another one, sure. I'll actually roll intimidate this time and try to get another one. Twenty one. Another success. Yeah. All right, I'll, <laughs> Who do you want to uh, pick now? <laughs> right next to Melidia is is Gabin, who looks. Oh, oh boy. He's a dwarf. <laughs> Gabin Neldener. Yeah. He's he's the, the one of the many electricians you've brought with you. Like, oh, what's up, You got me. Yeah, you need me to take a shot while I make that. <laughs> Pulls out a, a uh, sawed off shotgun. <laughs> oh, it's another hit. <laughs> Yay. 16 on the dice. Uh, roll another D4 for me. Oh, they're, help, they're helping out, guys. They're helping another. So both him and Melidia. Uh, this one down here to the far, I guess, to your left, if you're looking at things, but on the map on the right. To the east is bloodied. That's my turn. Asher and Sky is next. All right. Yeah, Asher is going to get an entropy point now, and they are going to charge at the one that is bloodied and take a strike and expend one of their two entropy points in doing so. You were in the middle of a dance when this happened. Are you, just, are you still just dancing? Uh, yes, oh. that's how I fight. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 20, that's a damage is... 20. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, what a... I mean, it's already been softened up for you. <laughs> uh, let's start off by calling out a critter band or thanking our, our Patreon subscribers for, for helping out, uh, do we have a potential new flanking buddies? Ten are up. No, is this let's the just first shout out of the season. This is the first crit, so first shout out once again going to How exciting from Rebecca to let's say our good friend Max. Uh, Max on a Patreon. Thank you so much. If you want a personalized shout out in this season, join the Patreon at ten dollars or more per month and you can write in something for us to say that's a ton of damage it had three hit point left so that one is dead little <laughs> bug creature and i imagine that is the end of your turn as well yes excellent excellent so one down there are five more five You're more right. I? I think I, I miscounted hold on copy yeah mm. five more paste there we go seven there's seven Wait, so, what? <laughs> oh yeah they're multiplying one just pops out of the ground <laughs> patrick's just adding enemies he's patting he's patting the runtime already it's galerion there's seven not like six it. of these things let me double check I, I i meant to add one to what was in the ap i forget if there's six or seven in the or five or six in the ap but uh, while i do that math what did, I, what did i roll for initiative i forgot where i've rolled them they're they're actually supposed to go before Asher. Asher, you roll only rolled a seven. <laughs> and for Sorry. that, and for that, they shall charge on up to you. Uh, one's definitely going. At least one's going for for jam from. Move a couple and jam from. Boop, boop, boop. A couple of these guys are going to have to double move, I believe, to get in range of you. Right? Yeah, because they, they don't have that <clears> much <throat> space. Actually, this one's going to move. They can double move. It's like here. It's going to surround the, the mighty knight here. But the first thing, the, the only one that's in front of Jamfron can do is it is going to 
I'm up to you. Andy uh, does, my ready, does my ready to action trigger? When it, oh when yeah, it, I guess any of these three you can you can make a strike at because there's three of them that kind of move move to surround you. Uh, make make your attack. I forgot all about that. Oh right. And if one of them is moving through a threatened space, I'll make a. I, th- I think at least one. So okay. Let's see. So then I, I'll just the first one. So let's say let's say that was the first one that came up to me. Yeah. One who's directly in front of me. I attack with my sword. No, I get a 10 against um, CAC, K-A-C. Against the KAC. Yeah. What are you what are you feeling there? Feeling That's good? Probably very low. <laughs> just saying you got that episode reroll. You got that episode reroll, guys. Do you mind? Go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't care. We're gonna use that six damage and yeah. take it. Oh, uh, another one of these downed. Yeah. Uh, so oh, good go use. ahead and make an attack of opportunity against. Yeah, I guess that one this moved one, past. This one's trying to get pe- get get past to Veach to Veach Veach. Yeah. So well, look out, Veach Veach. Yeah. Another hit, another one down. Chop, now you. Chop. Now you see why <laughs> why there are seven of these. Things. That's what that's why there's seven. Oh, did I say seven? I meant uh, uh, nine. Let me, let me just control V real quick a few more times here. And no, this one that does reach you. I th- uh, think this one can make a single standard action. And I'm just gonna, like I do with all my monsters, try to use its special abilities before we get out of combat too quick. <laughs> uh, you see, as it kind of goes. <laughs> And uh, in an adjacent square to you, it looks like it vomits up something like a huge fleshy sack. I don't like that. There look to be little filaments, like little tendrils that whip out from this thing that still seems to be connected to its mouth. And as it does, I need you to make me a reflex save, Jabert. Okay. But the one that you killed was going to do it to you and Pradier, but now I can do it to you. A 12. Uh, that's pretty good. That is enough to save from these little hooks digging into your, your legs and trying to kind of grapple at you. Ooh. So no damage there. The one that has moved up to Zillix, I don't think can attack. And one of them is going to try and attack an Asher and Sky. It comes up and it's just going to make its claw attack. Claw attack. 14 on the dice. Your KAC, Rebecca, is... It is 15 right now because of entropy points. Hey, I've got... I've scored a hit! As Asher is... It's clawed as she's taking out another one of these these creatures for four points of slashing damage. She's still up? <laughs> Probably. That is <laughs> my turn. Drew, we're on to you. All right, from from Zilix's arm, you see sort of a ripple, almost like a uh, a ripple of pixels that that sort of extend out, and you see in Zilix's hand a sword form, uh, and he is going to use that sword to hit this thing in front of him. Hey, Ooh. sixteen total, fourteen on the dice. That is a hit. And looks like max damage here. Oh boy, that's a lot of damage, folks. Eight points. Yes. Uh, as previously discussed, that's why there's seven of these things. But there's only <laughs> three left. Is that your full turn? That's it. Takes us to Miles. You, you could have been first if you took that reroll for yourself, but you're at the bottom of the initiative turn order with Good Redacted. House. So Redacted is in the car. Room, in that, room. That sweet Vista Cruiser. So 
there is one straggler from the folks surrounding Asher and Sky. So I feel like the only choice is to put the pedal to the metal and ram that particular baddie. Uh, You can ram or you can run over because this is at least two sizes smaller. The difference is ram. Yeah, what is the difference? Ram is just save or suck. Basically, they roll a reflex, and if they make it, they just jump out of the way, take no damage, run over. I was going to make a joke that Ram is owned by Dodge, and rollover is usually... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) It's run over, not rollover. Oh, right. uh, Run over, they do get a reflex save as well, but they only take half damage if they succeed. So, like, they're definitely taking damage. Yeah, yeah, so let's do run over. Rollover is a Ford Explorer thing. <laughs> That's a uh, joke from 1995, everybody. Both of these Worth require it. a piloting check. You did describe yourself as tooling around in the buggy before combat started. So this is not starting from zero. This is like you're moving beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me that pilot check. It's DC 13. Wow. What'd you get? Eleven. Book reroll, baby. Let me double check here. So this counts. Oh, it hit us. <laughs> no, I just think I don't forget. I mean, I never. I don't. Did I use my book reroll last? No. <laughs> last book. <laughs> I'm. I'm really bad at using my rerolls. Sometimes they always come in clutch. But actually, no. You must succeed at a piling check. It's ten plus your vehicle's item level. So I think this is actually only DC eleven. Oh, this time. okay. If you hadn't, if you're doing it from a dead spot, stop, that takes it to DC 16. Mm. So you're not moving around. So that is enough. And the reflex save I have to make run over is, do you have your vehicle up in front of you? Any of the stats? Because it's got a, a DC yes. associated with it. I need the, what, do you, what do you need? Ram DC or collision DC? Uh, DC 10. Okay, roll that. Oh, uh, well, there's a chance. I rolled a seven. And the reflex. Yes, they are. They are taking full damage from a runover. As you, you can move up to what double your your normal speed. And- yeah. So, I'm I'm thinking I'm 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 assuming I'm looking at that right because it says attack collision and then DC ten in parentheses. Do yeah. I need to do? Okay. I think it, with your driving gloves, it's actually a DC eleven, but. Oh, right. I, 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 might, yeah, I, I haven't rolled that either. I mean, I, so. I pl- plus two, I think. Okay. Well, then it's it's a lot higher. But that is... So, what, what's, what's your your run over your collision damage? Uh, that yeah. is... Double check. 4d4. Okay. I believe this is equal to that. 11. Okay. Yeah, well, that one's very dead. <laughs> I guess I should probably mention that. Even if it's saved, I think... Oh, no, it would have been alive if he had saved. So and you want to move like just the other side of the, the field here? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that that uh, we're able to kind of like, drift a little bit, make a cool little like swerve. So he's like <laughs> facing the battlefield or so, so redacted's facing the battlefield rather. Also in again, in the dopest 70s style Vista Cruiser you've ever seen. Uh, I mean, this one is I, just. I think we have to d- emphasize how cool that Vista Cruiser is. You're you're absolutely squishing this thing's guts out. It it, it spits up its stomach sack, but not 
voluntarily. <laughs> oh, so maybe a hydroplane's a little bit, gives you that big spray oh, from the tires. No. Ew, I'm Asher, sitting right Asher here. and Sky cover <laughs> the guts in the splash hey, zone. Hey, you're in the splash zone. Yeah, Sorry. I was about to say, it rained earlier in the day, so there's just nothing but mud piles everywhere. Okay, there are two of these bugs left as we go to turn two. Jam from one of them is on you. There, uh, you will never be able to convince me that that redacted is not somebody who went to my high school. Just <laughs> <laughs> mudding on the weekends in the cruiser. Con- conspiracy theorying on the on the weekdays, on the weeknights, <laughs> on the AIM chats. And so. Hey man, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, I I've seen lights in the sky at night. He's a he's a <laughs> freak. Was it, me <laughs> freak in the streets and a freak also in his day to day life. He's just a freak <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm gonna make a two attacks against this thing right here. Oh goodness gracious! You, you, you figured out that maybe with some of the first <laughs> enemies in the AP have a low AC, and you're feeling feeling good. Yeah, you don't need two attacks. Yeah. <laughs> One's enough. It's dead. One will do. I guess. Can I make a move action in that case? Should have doubled the number of bugs there were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I'll say. Uh, let's see who who's back here. Lee. Lish, lish, you, lish, you. Yeah, it's lish a hard you. one. It's L Y S H O I U. Lish you. Lish show you. Lish show you. Osharin. Lish show you. Use your mighty. What's that you have there? 1d4 pistol and assist uh, I, our friend. I think he like telekinetically tries to throw something at the bug. Like, I will do it for you. All right. Yes. All right. I'm going to. Oh, doot, nope. <laughs> um, that's a. <laughs> I think nine. my god might might say that's not cool. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> so it, it's a nine total. So, oh, not enough, not enough. Pray dear, back to you, Tyler. I'm gonna move a little bit, and I need you to make a will save. <laughs> Me? My yeah, DC 14. Buggy friend? Oh well, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, it can. What what spell are you casting? Oh, I just, oh, dang it. I didn't roll very high. Oh, I'll still describe it. Prettier psychically projects images of pain and suffering into the creature's mind. No! And does two points of damage. Oh, well, no, I don't I don't need a description. I need to know the actual spell. Silly. Oh, sorry. It's injury echo. Here, I'll roll it for you. Injury echo. And we'll choose. Uh, oh, I forgot. I need to choose a type of damage. Let's do boop, 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 bludgeoning. Cool and stuff because so much of your stuff doesn't perhaps work against these little buggies. Injury Echo does. I'm pretty sure because it's not mental at all. It's just, you're actually causing wounds to show up. <laughs> Let me take a look. Yeah, it doesn't so, look like it. It is a. What? It's like it's taken a future or past wound. It just shows up like maybe. Yep. Uh, like show in another time frame actually hit it with the rock and that that yeah. wound shows up okay well so it's taking a little bit of damage as we go on to i think technically it's starting because i was supposed to go before asher and sky and uh you know i want to be part of the crit club rebecca you joined it very early on unfairly i might add so i'm gonna roll two attacks against you 
and these are like just straight d20 rolls so <laughs> let's let's roll high yeah 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 all right a failure and just a success a 16 total uh, my kc is 15 right now so yeah just uh straight one another three points of damage as this one Ooh. going up to claw at you you get to come right back at it though what would you like to do on your turn Asher is going to uh, fly up in the, not fly up in the sky. I wish I could fly. Um, <laughs> Different uh, season, Rebecca. You're <laughs> too old. They're going to uh, jump and twist and turn in the air and bring their ribbon down on the vile creature in front of them and try to uh, swat that bug. Yeah, this bug sold timeshares. That's how evil this thing is. <laughs> So don't feel do do not feel bad about absolutely crushing it. Twenty one to hit. What? Oh, what yeah. are you rolling here? With seventeen <laughs> with its dying breath, it goes. It's a good deal. I promise. It's a great deal. That's um, seven damage. How do you I get give you seventy five percent off the maintenance package? <laughs> How are you rolling seven damage here? You've got you roll the one and then there's a plus two and a plus four. Yeah, so the plus four is from boosting it with an EP. So I get a one D four and I just happen to roll a four on that. In addition to my one D three, that is normal damage. Are you sure? Are you sure the macro is rolling it? As a, try, try it again. I have it in the Solarian crystal thing, so it it's not showing oh, okay. that it's rolling it. But that okay. plus four is the one D four. Gotcha. I will believe you for now. If you roll it again next time, I won't believe you. Uh, this one's dead, by the way. We're out of combat. Hey. Yeah, these are uh, these are these are little uh, mole beetles that you you dealt with. And as you you move up, does anybody want to make a life science check, looking over the the guts and maybe the bifurcated bits and pieces of these? I guess dog like dog sized bugs. Does anybody have life science? You wanna- Oh, I rolled physical science and stuff. Yeah, science. I mean, I'll, my I'll physical science. science and life science are the same bonus. So, oh, so you, you uh, you're also trained. Oh boy, wow. <laughs> well, uh, let, redacted. Thanks, Miles. Redacted has seen some cavities that are just begging to be searched. Oh yeah, I mean, there's you're you're shoveling bits and pieces of this thing uh, out of your couldn't be wells. happier. <laughs> You've got lots of samples here. Indeed, you know, a good um, good about just looking at these things. These are, you know, similar size to giant burrowing bugs elsewhere in the universe. So you've maybe never seen these exact kind before, but uh, you're, you're pretty sure looking at its sensors, its head, this thing probably was driven into a frenzy just by all the commotion of putting down the, the comp int settler ship by the the frequencies of these habitats hitting the ground so once you guys get a proper landing pad in place this these creatures shouldn't be a problem at least not in an all come out and attack at once kind of thing well they weren't really a problem now all right well i'll bring 12 next time drew way to go <laughs> <laughs> next time you, you fight them mark my words there's 12. <laughs> well asher and sky are going to uh get away from the bug guts and take a rest can i take a rest 10 minute yeah you, you're i think the only one that took a little bit of damage damage and you almost got run over by a space vista cruiser <laughs> as well. You're yeah, you can close. see the sky is pulsing yellow. It's very agitated right now. I'm trying to trying to calm down. Hopefully, a ten minute rest will help. 
<laughs> Sky's giving a can we get a shower vibe right now? Can we <laughs> exactly. take a bath? Right. You guys can take a rest. And, you know, the first day here, you've only got a couple more hours maybe left of, of, of good sunlight. But after a while, I mean, you've you've been up for more than your full shift by the time you get to sit down and maybe have a meal with Ezra and Shire around a, a small campfire site. He's thrown together with uh, with some help of some other colonists. There's a, a pot of boiling stewed ingredients set off to the flames. And the colonist, uh, Namil Tana, the expedition sanitation worker, a stout and quiet Lashunta, helps in, in pouring you all a metal dish full of of stew. And Ezran sets sets down to business as you guys chow down. He says, uh, guys, this was, a, this was a good first day, Tyrell Holdings employees. Uh, we really knocked, knocked out about three things on my list of 2,981 things that we needed to do in the in the first month or so. But uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to knock off a couple more as we dine. You mind if I uh, chat you all up and have a, a quick powwow? Very uh, much yes, so. Yes, Ezrin, come, come, come closer. Sit and stay a while and, and tell us stuff. Oh, yeah. He, he throws his, his crutches down and grabs a, a bowl while he's got like a data pad balanced on one knee and it's like yeah no you guys you guys took out those mobiles pretty well so thank you so much but well you know our patrons at tyrell uh, have set up this charter to focus on expansion and you know that means getting out there and and creating new settlements and really making a foothold for a, a larger colony here maybe for future pilgrims once they find out about this place but you know obviously we didn't know what this place was before we got here so I mean, Absalom Station is like more than a month away. If you all want to switch the focus, there are our bylaws in our charter that would allow us to do so under exigent circumstances. He's, he's doing air quotes when he, when he says that. So, yeah, that, that being said, if you guys want to change what our, our direction is here at first, you, you have the power to do so. If you want to focus in on, on the city, we can do that. If you want to send people out and, and start exploring as well as yourselves, we can we can do that. If you want to fast track a factory or, or a research center. I mean, honestly, my, my brain is kind of fried after the last 24 hours, so I will leave it up to you all. Any any ideas, any plans? What do you want to do? I see this as our opportunity to create a peaceful people away from a lot of the strife that we may have come from. I'd like for us to focus on our community first and build a, a strong uh, set of relationships within this community that we're, that we're beginning and uh, ensure peace and uh, that we can work together. I volunteer to lead the people in community building activities such as drum circles. Mm, okay, well... Drum circles are, are certainly something we can we can put focus on. What you're describing, Rebecca, is one of the five trait scores of a of a charter called Accord. And it's the sense of togetherness possessed by the citizens of your charter. And it kind of functions also as the charter's infrastructure. So if you build parks and you know fountains and, and other things like that, Accord goes up. Just call me Leslie Nope. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this season, this season of Crit took a weird turn when it became an office uh, uh, comedy. <laughs> Redacted is our, our Ron Swanson, and uh, 
anybody else any any other suggestions there, there's four other traits in 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 charter development and maybe you guys just naturally want to do one or the other as your characters zillix uncharacteristically pushes infrastructure we need infrastructure lads we we need to 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 build we need to 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 make we need to make we need to sell Mm. Well, it's it sounded like you started going with the cord, but I think you're ending up in the economy situation where you're talking about business dealings of the charter and indeed creating, buying and selling things. No better way to build a community than to build something together that we can all profit from. Making paper, (laughs) getting paid mad money. Anybody else? Any other suggestions or ideas? Kind of or maybe snaps out of it because he kind of was other places and realizes the topic of conversation and and he says I believe our focus should be on research and development here the expansion of either technology or magics that is my pursuit oh the dialers nailed two of the other charter trait scores indeed technology and magic are their own little categories I think Ezrand would would uh, back you up and and say, "I show you uh, our religious uh, advisor, our healer here. He would love to see a, a temple built to Elora too." And yeah, Kel's Deirdrick, to your point, Asher, um, she wants to start building condos as soon as possible, and she's not too quiet about it. <laughs> uh, um, and and our not too quiet friend here, Mister Tana, thinks we should start with a waste disposal center. The Karacha Lashenta kind of mumbles. And she's like, yeah, it'd, uh, it'd be a lot cl- cleaner. Uh, we did that. Jamfram? Any, any uh, ideas? <clears throat> when Zilix finishes speaking, Jamfram will stand up and say, we have come to this new land to uh, establish a colony for these good people. And, well, surely everyone would like to prosper. Uh, let us not let our first instinct be profit over the well-being of these people. They need places to sleep, to live, to eat. They need places of community indeed, but places of life. I think we should build some housing, perhaps with a drum circle area out front. <laughs> build it, Building on the Accord theme, yeah. I, uh, I assume housing is Accord. I don't know. I, have no I, idea. I think so. Yeah. The, the other one we haven't talked about is, is culture, and that is a dedication to of, of your charter and its people to arts and related fields such as religion and philosophy. I think Accord, you're, you would be upgrading from like the, the ship's habitats to more permanent residential style buildings. Yeah. And I'd, people, I'd, people will I'd, love that. <laughs> yeah, I'd take a, I'd, I'd uh, grab a, an axe and I say, to the forest I go. To I'm building a cabin trees. right now. I'm building cabins for one and all. They're uh, very well, small cabins. I mean, if, if They're in the middle of a river. If you do that right now. Okay, we got it. That's we where I live. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. I'm building my own house. As you'll either run to the forest to let your food get cold or start to dig in and, and think about these decisions and the, the future of the colony. There is a distress call that comes over the the main line as you hear a panicked voice through bursts of static. A message coming through your comms from the edge of the settlement. Uh, the voice saying, to be continued. Whoa. Oh. Ah. 
No. no. You Ooh. thought the first day was over, you foolish fools. <laughs> How dare you? Never. No rest for the wicked and doubly no rest for the, the PCs. <laughs> no no rest for the, the for the level one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, maybe if I don't attack the swarm damage, all over again, <laughs> if I done some more damage with these stupid bugs, maybe, but no. Right, guys, I, I this has been the longest week between episodes one and two. I've been waiting to get back <laughs> into this story so bad. And now we go, I wait another whole week for episode three. It's killing me. It's already killing me. I can tell. <laughs> How are you enjoying? Horizons of the Vest. Thus far, we're two episodes in. Three with episode zero. <laughs> I, know, I have I no really idea what's going on. Feedback. I know yeah. you're really eager for feedback. <laughs> but, I, uh, I need to talk really to, to someone. Chill. I need to talk to someone about it so bad. <laughs> well, I guess I should say how you enjoying your guys' characters thus far. I think it's a good mix. I apologize that my voice is completely different from last week and will be completely different from next week. It's a work in process. You're you're adjusting to the atmosphere here on the planet. It's it's a character thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we've had like two full rounds of combat so far this season. (laughs) That's about it. At least in these last two episodes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Um, thank you guys for playing with me. Thank Thank you, you, Patrick. Mm -hmm. Our listeners out there, thanks for listening, coming along with us on this ride. Let us know if you're enjoying this season so far. We have a Discord. You can join our Discord if you haven't already. And talk about it in the episode spoilers channel. Um, That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time, Crittermanders, here on Cosmic Crit. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Good night. Yo-ho. Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.